0: Welcome back to the Underdog Soccer Podcast. This is Maddie Nips. I'm here with Vince Maduri and Marcus O'Malley. Vince, I think that's the first time I've ever said your last name. I think so too. <laughs> Did I'm I just say it? Show. Did yeah. I say it
1: right? It was close enough. I okay. mean, they, 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 you you I, you said you probably said it closer to like the Italian way, uh, Maduri. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, like the Americanized is just Maduri, just exactly like that. But.
0: Anyway, uh, welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Um, it's quite the intro. Uh, so, okay, let's let's just get into, so we've had a lot happen. Uh, it's almost the end of, of this last World Cup qualifying window. Uh, we got a 0-0 draw versus Mexico at the Azteca to talk about. We got a 5-1 win in Orlando, Florida versus Panama to talk about. And we got one more game coming up against Costa Rica. So, so let's just jump into Mexico guys. Um one of the the big things and, and we've all kind of heard about this already by now but like the 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 misses the open misses on goal were pretty bad. Like I know we're happy with the 0-0 draw. I am happy that I think that's a great result at the Azteca, but that was kind of bad. Which one was the worst of the group or Vince? Well, you know what
1: to me, Polisic. That's his second miss that was exactly that situation in, like, as many weeks. He, like, just missed the exact same goal opportunity um, uh, against uh, Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final. So, so mm. like, to me, I don't know if – like, Pfox is worse. To answer your question directly, Pfox is worse. Yeah. But Pulisic's, that was his second time. And and both times he just, you know, hammered it right into the keeper's arms. Right. Um. So I, I don't know. I was hoped that he would have learned from his mistake a couple of weeks ago and put that one away. So, so to me, they're both they're both kind of equally disappointing. I'll put it that way.
2: Right.
0: Marcus, what are your
1: thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought they got the better ball. You know, it's on the ground. That's what you want. Um, you know, I think he had more time. You know, he was kind of running up on it. He saw it coming. He, you know, he he planned for it. But for me. Um, you know, I, I I'm a big champion of PFOC for one thing. <laughs> He's a poacher, right. and and that was a poacher's goal-scoring opportunity. You know, I, I know it's one chance, and I'm not beating him up. You know, for for missing a goal, everybody missed some chances. Ferrer missed one. You know, everybody. Um, but for me, like PFOC was brought in for a poacher's goal because uh, that that that's what he does. Um, that that's one of his his top things. So so that one I think hurt a little bit more because that that was what we brought him in for was was for that opportunity for that chance and and you know obviously i don't expect perfection uh but missing that hurt
1: yeah right. and he I also don't... he also like gave you nothing else the rest of exactly. the game like his hold up play was terrible he didn't press he d- he's not fast enough to get behind the line and and work the channels so like that's the
0: situation you bring him there for exactly and the opportunity <laughs> well and i'll say the one thing about him like i i just don't want us to to like or dislike him based on one mistake
2: no no, no, no no i
0: don't want to judge him and i'm not saying us three i'm, I'm talking about like like the the twitter sphere in general and, and the fanhood, and all of us right. in general is is, is it, w- sometimes we just like i i saw some people out there all of a sudden calling him wando or zardes or whatever and, and i hate when we do that and it's so frustrating but it I think it more says to Vince's points about he just didn't play well overall. So let's just look at that part. But the misses were bad. Um, And then also Musa had not a great one. Like early in the game when he kind of just hit it low and in the corner, keeper saved it. But it wasn't as obvious as the other two. But at the same time, I thought it was a, a, a missed chance for sure.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, definitely a missed chance, but I, I don't think it was on the, the level of the other two. And I sure. agree with you on your point with P. Fock. Like, he is still, if we need a goal, that's the guy I would put in. You know, I, I think the others have better skill sets. Um, You know, and I've said that, you know, for a long time. But if you need a goal, I think he's the only one that's shown that capability. And even though he misses his one chance there, I think he had another shot in the first game that actually Pulisic uh, stole – and put off the uh, the woodwork that was in the El Salvador game. I think that's only really two poachers' chances he's gotten, and, and he hasn't you know, buried them, but he's still probably my guy. If we needed a goal uh, late in the game, um, he's the only one I would probably look to down the bench.
1: Yeah, and Moose, Moose's opportunity was a chance, like you said, Matty. But but one thing to keep in mind with him is that he's still a teenager, and he's not exactly known for his goal-scoring prowess, so like, that's not something that he's really added to his game quite yet. Um, so you almost kind of expect that from him in that situation. It's like, yeah, he he put on a shot, he tested the keeper, but it it should have he a a better goal scoring midfielder probably scores there. Like Weston McKinney probably scores in that situation. Right. Um, good but point. but it, with PFox specifically, I mean, yes, we three and the rest of USMNT Twitter um cannot throw him out after this one performance. Greg Berhalter very well might. Um, And that's unfortunate. But the reality of the situation is he had the opportunity. You bring him in for that one situation. He didn't put it away. And he'll probably get some minutes in Costa Rica. But if he doesn't take advantage of that, I don't know when he gets another opportunity.
2: Yeah, and he's gonna have Daryl DK and some others, I think, breathing down his throat. If they start performing, you know, if he gets healthy and and he's scoring goals uh, in Europe, you know, I could see uh, others potentially displacing him. And you know, hopefully, we continue to to grow that pool. Hopefully, Pepe starts scoring again. You know, I I agree with you that could that could hurt him in the long run. Yeah, and he's
1: also yeah. gonna be 26 in April, so like it's he's not a young young guy. Like he's been his prime really, but like it's not like he's going to get selected over some of these like 21 22 year olds if they start performing better than him
0: yeah i think he's outside looking in uh or maybe not for the for the world cup roster like right now like i I think it's just crowded um nobody's really standing out and and like you guys said there's a lot of time for the other guys to kind of pass him up before then um I wanted to mention something about the uh, the crowd noise at the Azteca, but it, it didn't seem to be a, a, an issue at all for you know our players. I, you know, they said that our fans were almost as loud as the Mexican fans at some point. Any thoughts on?
1: I I, ch- I choked around at the beginning of the game saying that we the the USMNT had a more hostile environment in Denver and Las Vegas over the summer, right. um, And that that was surprising, and I actually. I 100 percent stand by those comments. It was much more difficult to play at Mile High and to play in Las Vegas than it was to play at the Azteca. And that's crazy if Mm -hmm. you look back at history. But it's just true.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was transformative to that game. That experience was completely different, you know, very tame uh, compared to the historic and. You know, I'll say this, like I, you know, I, I gave Burhalter a hard time for saying he dominated in Canada. But, you know, I thought we dominated in that game like we were we were clearly the better team for seventy, sixty-five, seventy 65, 70 minutes, at least, um, in, in my opinion, had the better chances. I thought we were the better team and, and, and punched him in the mouth as soon as we got got there. And then, you know. Basically kind of laid an egg the last 15, 20 minutes. I think guys were gassed. You know, clearly the the run, nobody followed him at, in the 75th minute. Nobody came to help. Um, and I don't think our subs really did much except, you know, punt the ball out of bounds uh, and try and hold off. Did you
0: ever think there would be four center backs in the game at one point? <laughs> no. Weren't, <laughs> was just, weren't, weren't I, I hated that. I, I, those last 10 minutes, I,
1: I thought it was... I, I don't know exactly what else you do in that situation because yeah. just because we didn't have a right back to take off the bench. But, you know, I hated it. I absolutely hated our tactics
0: those last 10 minutes.
2: It, it reminded me of like very, a like a little desperate. kid's game. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. I was just saying it, it seemed very desperate. But yeah, little kid's game.
2: Yeah. Reyna Reina came back, held the ball, dribbled, you know, a couple dribbles and then a pass. It's like that, you know, we could have probably at least four or five chances that we gave Mexico with just a little bit of calm on the ball, you know, before clearing it or having some sort of clearance plan, uh, to me, I think that's something that, that they need to take back to the drawing board.
1: Yeah, I mean, you bring Jordan Morris into that game to run at tired legs, right? Like, that's the whole point, is to have him in transition. Pulisic gets gets a little bit weary um, by the 80th minute, playing as as uh, at, at elevation, all that stuff. So you bring him in to run at the tired legs, and he showed up more at left back <laughs> than he did um, at midfield, let alone the attacking third. And a lot of that was due to the fact that Peefock just couldn't hold the ball up. Um, so there, there's something to be said for that, but the tactic just didn't work for those last 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, what do you think? Why do you think Pulisic stayed on? You know, I mean, you got way on a yellow. I know he looked gassed, but I thought both of them did. I wonder, you know, like, what what was the logic? Was it just it's Mexico and, and you know, you expect one from Pulisic maybe late? Or what do you think the the thought was there? Personally,
0: yeah, I, I think that's why. What do you think, Maddie? Uh, you were saying how? Why did he stay on?
2: Well, he he subbed out Waya, who who got his second yellow. So we knew right. we weren't going to have weya in this Panama game. So to me, uh, you know, at that point, I thought, why wouldn't you run Waya into the ground, rest Pulisic for the Panama game, and and have you know have Waya run for 20, 30 minutes, knowing he yeah. you know, he had a full week basically of rest, where where he knew you were going to use Pulisic in Panama. Like take Pulisic off the
1: 60th versus yep. the
2: 90th,
1: 80th, gotcha. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question.
2: Uh, I couldn't even think of anything that would make sense. Um, yeah, just people say that way of look gas, but I'm sort of like, you know, he's a professional footballer. Like, what you know, Pulisic look gas to me too. You know, I probably would have. I probably would have run way into the ground. You know, a little bit further, or or sub both of them off. I didn't. I didn't get the, the Pulisic logic. I'm assuming he thought a goal. He had a goal on him left.
0: I almost expected Ariola to come on sooner. Right. Or Ariola to come on at all. Yeah. Especially play the defensive role.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I I thought in that game, um was that the game Morris came in and, and looked pretty gassed. Or no, that was the next one, sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Morris came in the second game for what 10, yeah, yeah. 10, 12 minutes again.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's that's gonna be his role on this team if he if he makes the
1: team um in Qatar assuming we get there like his role is specifically that I don't think he's really a starter on this team he's a that kind of like late late game guy that you can bring in is fast can run into tired legs that's that's really what he's
2: there for I didn't think he looked good though I didn't think I didn't think he brought that here I don't think he's healthy yet you know maybe he gets it back but you know I I think that's something to watch because I I didn't feel like he brought anything uh when he came on yeah I completely agree with you
0: He's taken all of uh, Christian
2: Roldan's minutes, though. Yeah, but I would have rather have... Rold. I mean, at least Roldan runs. <laughs> Roldan, yeah. You basically like it, you're going to have to bring in
1: one of those if if you're keeping right. any of those guys. You're keeping one of them, assuming everybody's healthy, because because you're it, the four wingers are really cemented in Polisic, yes. Reyna, Aronson, and Wea. So assuming like, health. Assuming assuming health, exactly. So like assuming they're all healthy you really only have room on the roster for one of those three guys. Maybe. Um, maybe, exactly. So we'll see what happens. It's just going to be really interesting how we how we select the roster.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's kind of get into that second game. Uh, uh, the game in Orlando, uh, USA versus Panama, 5-1. Hat trick from Pulisic, two PKs and a little crafty, almost – Lone goal, but nice little assist from Anthony Robinson. But took it on his own, beat a couple defenders. Um, I, I thought that was play of the game. Pulisic was man of the match, played incredible. But what are what are your thoughts on Shaq Moore? Because for for what we asked him to do, uh, for what Burhalter asked him to do, come in late, miss the first game, and then go all of a sudden to be a starter seemed like a lot to ask. Um, Marcus, how do you think he responded?
2: Yeah, I, I actually never really had a problem with Shaq Moore himself. Uh, I had more of an issue of why, why we would only be, bring uh, one right back to a must-win game. Um, I think that bothered me more. And then Shaq not playing, uh, you know, was a concern. But, you know, I, I mean, he's a veteran. Um, you know, he, he, he's not a young guy. Uh, he's experienced. I thought, you know, he's been one of the best crossers of the ball as a right back from the beginning. So I wasn't as upset, I think, as some fans, that, that he was playing. It was more about the depth chart and, and obviously, Joe Scally, you know, why you wouldn't bring him in and, and give him a chance. Uh, I thought he played excellent. I thought he had a great game, two-way game. Um, I thought he was dangerous coming up the side. I thought he played well defensively. I mean, he wasn't asked to do a lot. You know, I don't think Panama was really strong uh, in their attack. But, um, no, I thought for what he was supposed to do, what he was asked to do, I think I think he did just as well as a as Yedlin, as um, a cannon you know, any of that sort of B group, uh, behind desk.
0: Vince, what do you think? Cause yeah, go ahead.
1: I, I agree. Um, you know, I never, I don't really, I, I didn't really think that Shaq wasn't capable of this job. I mean, it's Panama. Um, I think that he's a guy that could like actually perform in that situation. He did fine. He did his basically what I thought he would do. Um, uh, I'm with Marcus like my issue was more you've got zero backup plan what happens if Shaq Moore gets to camp test po- test positive for COVID the g- day of the game right. like what what happens in that situation um luckily it didn't but it just didn't look like we had a plan B um not a good one anyways I guess you roll EPB out as a right back that's just o- or, or Ariola.
0: I don't know it's he like, said Acosta I yeah. think
2: in the pregame yeah.
0: Yeah. Acosta and and I guess that was, backup. I guess that was his plan B, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess
1: that, I guess that's what it is. I hate Acosta as a full batch to be yeah. clear. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it, so, so it's just, it's, I, I had an issue with that specifically. I've had an issue with Joe Scally's treatment throughout the entire world cup qualifying campaign. Um, I think he would have been the perfect fifth fullback to have on any roster. He can Absolutely. play both sides. He can play, he can play in a four, he can play wing back. Um, but he just, he he hasn't been utilized in that role and that's been the most troubling aspect.
0: Yeah. Has, has Anthony played all 180 minutes so far? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I, I, and that's just one more reason to, to kind of question him not calling in Scally because I don't, think that burr halter trusts bellow yeah like i he, think that's you know, becoming pretty apparent too you know like and so why is he even there um and but back to Shaq Moore for a second like i guess i just wanted to like give him an extra shout just because um for what he was asked to do he came in and, and he performed and so completely aside from like what our opinion of him is or or, or the the fans in general um he came in and did his job and and that was not easy based on what he was asked to do and i think that situation could have been something where you know not expected a bad game out of him but it almost would have been excused for the the immediate travel and the late addition and all that so yeah good job jim for that um so other other kind of notes on the panama game
2: um (laughs) I'll, I'll throw this one out there. You know, good good on Paul Ariola. You know, he's a workhorse. Um, he's been close a couple times, the bike and, and whatnot. And and he's one that kind of gets grouped in with LeJet and Roldan. Mm-hmm. And I think he brings a little bit more than them. You know, I think he's a better defensive winger. Um, I think he brings something a little different to the locker room. Like, I think he's more of a real leader uh, than those two, from what I hear and, and read about, you know. Um, and I know uh, a lot of fans kind of – you know, we're up in arms both ways. You know, like oh, that's gonna you know cement him for for Cutter or you know sort of the I think uh, Matt Doyle asked the question and and Paul Ariel laughed at the interview. You know, he's like, are you aware that people are rooting against you or things like that? You know, but you know, good on him for scoring. You know, he he's put the yeah. work in. It was a good goal. Um,
0: a nice little goal. Yeah. It
2: was. It was a nice goal. So you know, just props to him as well. Like I don't. You know, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a sweet little header over there. He's like five six too. He got yeah. up there.
1: Yeah,
0: and that was when Pulisic was down, asking for a foul, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then who scored the fifth goal? Ferreira.
2: Ferreira. Yep.
0: Right. Um, so
1: Pulisic scored the fifth goal. Uh, Ferreira true. scored, I think. The
2: or the other? Yeah, you mean the other yeah, one? Yeah. True. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um.
0: Yeah, so so Vince, what do you think about uh, how, how the midfield look? How did it kind of – what do you think they played? How did they do?
1: I thought Luca De La Torre played great. Um, he looked really clean on the ball, calm. He was able to put Polisic in some situations 1v1 um, where he thrived. I, I There's this notion that Eunice Moose is not having a good – campaign or not a campaign but this window specifically like you mentioned earlier he wasn't perfect against Mexico and he had another kind of you know okay game against Panama I'd say um what I'd say is he's working really hard and he's kind of playing that role and it seems like he's he's picking up for McKinney a little bit defensively um so I don't I don't necessarily think it's bad. I just think this is one of those games where you're not being able to see his technical aspects because he's working hard on off the ball um, a little bit more than maybe he would otherwise. So there's that aspect. And obviously Tyler Adams, we take it for granted at this point, but he was incredible. So, um, you know, he really broke up a lot of things that Panama tried to do in transition and whatnot. So there's a couple of sloppy giveaways from Adams around this box. I've noticed that he's been doing that a little bit more frequently recently. I don't know if that's just because he's putting more, you know, pressure on himself to to key breaks in transition, um, but he's got to be a little bit more careful. Better teams
0: will will punish that. I was going to talk about something else, but let's let's first. So ended in a five one win. Um, so we're quote unquote technically kind of qualified, right? Um, on on that's points, could tie Costa Rica with a loss. Uh, so, yeah. So how are we feeling, Marcus, at, at this point in qualifying? We just, you know, win against Panama, tie against Mexico?
2: Yeah, no, I feel good. Um, you know, I thought we were the better team in Mexico, uh, even though we didn't get the result. Uh, that, to me, speaks a lot. And then to come home and dominate the way we did, I I expected uh, a blowout in this the second game. I thought, you know, they were going to treat it like a final and go for it. But it was it was good to see um you know anytime we get you know 15 shots on goal or 15 shots uh it seems like that that's sort of the magic number for us to win um and we did it again um so so just tons of chances created so i felt i felt good about both games um you know not perfect uh you know not clinical in the final third um you know but we got the two penalties and and we got the um uh you know we got the draw away so Feeling good about that. Obviously, I don't think uh, we're going to lose six nil. I think Greg's strength is defense, um, so I hope we don't play like we did the last fifteen minutes of Mexico. Um, but I, but I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we play, you know, three at the back and uh, Adams and Acosta in front and just, you know, clog up the middle, do what everybody does to us in, in Concacaf and and kind of hold out. Um, you know, that that's where I wonder if we might see PFOC again, mm-hmm. just kind of leave a big target striker up top, you know, and. Hope for a, a set piece or or something like that. Uh, I don't know how Costa Rica is going to respond. Um, you know they they've got a playoff to think about. Those yellow card carryovers. So, you know I could see them resting a couple of their stars. Um, you know focusing on that so that they can go to the World Cup because they still need you know six six margin for us and then they would need Mexico to lose, uh, and and beat us by four um, to catch them. So I I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. I would expect that they would rest and and, and not go after it.
0: So, so yeah, so Burr plays this not very aggressively, just kind of, you think he rests a lot of players going into it?
2: I think rest or maybe bring in some of the young guys, depending on how hard Costa Rica hit it. You know, I could see some halftime subs if, if, if they're not going after it. Um, you know, he, he could pull in three center backs, maybe EPB, get an opportunity, um, put Adams in a Costa and maybe sub a couple guys out at halftime and, and, and rotate through depending on how Costa Rica comes at the game.
0: Yeah, it could create like a really weird, awkwardly slow, uh, uneventful game.
2: Vince, yeah, I could see this being a one-nil, you know, type of thing. Either way, you know, I could see us winning this game if, if Costa Rica doesn't really try to win it. Right, Vince.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. This, uh, my my like, my emotions going into this are calm but not celebratory. <laughs> I I don't really want to count, um, you know, my my chickens before they're hatched, sort of a thing. Um, I I don't think we're gonna lose by six goals. Um, Costa Rica hasn't been prolific in attack this entire qualifying campaign. It's just not been their M O. They've kind of turned it up defensively, and that's been key to their turnaround. It hasn't been like prolific scoring efforts. So I'd agree. I think that this game looks like a one nothing, you know, two one at the very, you know, at the very highest score type of a game. Um, and uh, I, I, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see the way that Greg attacks it. If he he seems to want to make history being the first American team to win in Costa Rica, and he's not going to get a better opportunity because as Marcus alluded to, it sounds like they're going to be resting a lot of their players. They've got nine guys sitting on yellow cards and yellow card accumulation for whatever reason uh, carries over into the, the World the World Cup Intercontinental playoffs. Um, so they're going to be thinking like, look, the, we're, no matter what we do, we can throw everything at this game. We're not going to beat them by six. Um, Mexico is going to win against El Salvador at home. So it doesn't really matter. We're not getting out of fourth. We might as well just plan for that and ensure that we have our full strength squad available for that game. Um, If that's the case, I do think that Berhalter somewhat plays this aggressively to try to win this game. He's not going to get a better opportunity to win in Costa Rica than this. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he does that. Or if he rotates, if he does rotate, does he want to rotate Christian Pulisic and Tyler Adams on at the end of the game so that they can be on the field when we qualify? That's something that's interesting as well. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so we'll see how he plays it.
2: I like that angle. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't thought about
0: that. What do you think about the forfeit theory? As in, if the United States forfeits, uh, they lose, and I think it's a three nothing loss, which obviously wouldn't be a six nothing loss, so they would definitely stay ahead. <laughs> any any reason to try that out?
2: I think with you know the way that we handled Minnesota, you know, to me in, my, in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you take care of any advantage, you know? But I think I I, I think I'm with. Vince, I think there's some, you know, opportunity here to to beat Costa Rica. If it were like four, you know, you might think about it, but you know, it's six, uh, that gap. And I'm probably too proud to to just sit down and, you know, obviously as a as a nation, uh, wanting to move forward as a as a soccer nation, as a football nation, um, you know, that that's like a coward's way out in my mind. You know, it's like go, go, go take it to them, punch them in the face and and win the game. You know, it's like you can do it with a little bit of you can play loose uh, to Vince's point, you know, with six. And, and if they're resting guys, you know, you could play a little more aggressively early, try to get the the lead and then, you know, make your decision from there, uh, depending on how Costa Rica attacks it. So um, I think I'm too proud to do it, but I, I, I wouldn't I wasn't surprised uh, when that topic came up and, and, you know, the way we handled uh, going to Minnesota, like trying to take the every advantage that we could that is probably on the table.
0: Right like I, I would never do it and I th- and, and I would actually be pretty pissed off if they did it and I, I don't know uh, that's a potential like I don't <laughs> want to say they would lose me as a fan but it, it would it would do a lot to really hurt but like some people are legit like uh, people talk about shit housery and they're like anything goes well those people that talk about shit housery and anything goes I guess they would be okay with this. Yeah. It, my take on this is like, of course, it's it would be the smart thing to do.
1: <laughs> like, there's a zero percent chance if you do that 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 you don't qualify for the World Cup. So, like, you just gotta do it. It's the smart thing to do. It's the mathematical solution.
2: It's um, also it's also a, a wide margin. It's not like we're going for first, so there's no real yeah. advantage otherwise. You know, like it's not like we've got yeah. a chance to there's, go farther if we no, if we no tie real Canada.
1: Yeah, there's no real carrot other than, like, we're not jumping into pot one. If that was still on the table, then, right. you know, there's some stuff like that. Um, but the I, I completely agree with you guys. Like, we won't do it. I'm glad we won't do it. And the reason why we'd all be pissed off about it is not because it wouldn't be smart. It's because it's the anti-American thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> or America, for God's sake. We go and play when it, to win every single game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would just send a message that I wouldn't like to a team. It's I yeah, I don't think that's Yeah, play scared try
1: explaining that one on sports center like they don't sure. they already don't pay attention to this at all and they they then like they're like sports is like oh the us qualified for the world cup they did it by I forfeit for today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that just, would be a brutal you you cycle yeah, that, that would, would be hard that. to
0: have be hard to win the casual uh, you know other sports
2: you fan can't,
1: you can't court. win the casual american sports fan by doing that it's, it's the anti american thing to do you can't do it that way well but and I'll
2: add one be more fun thing, thing to do. So we get, we get disqualified from the World Cup. We forfeit into the World Cup. And then we're automatic into the next one. That's not a good run of <laughs> yeah. storytelling leading up to 2026. We don't care
0: what you guys do. We're already qualified. Yeah, we're qualified for the next two World Cups. So we're just going to forfeit. We're good. Um, Actually, have they said that all three countries have...
1: They, they, they haven't said it. It's not official. But like from every report anywhere around the world oh, that I've yeah. heard... Is that it's like it's gonna be taken care of at the um uh like their their annual meeting, like FIFA's annual meeting that I think is on April 1st when the draw is made. Mm. Um so that's when I expect it to be be announced.
2: Is twenty twenty-six the wider pool or is that twenty third? Yeah, so so we're basically qualified even if we're not qualified.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's twenty twenty-six is where the where the expanded World Cup begins. So like it doesn't really Benefit them to not qualify all three because I think that CONCACAF is getting six spots. Right. So essentially, you're just basically running another qualification campaign for three more. Right.
0: Right. Like there won't even be much of qualifying.
2: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Ever again.
0: (laughs) Well, it'll be. uh, Yeah, I don't
1: even know. I think CONCACAF will have some stakes at the next one because they'll still be vying for three spots the same as they've always been Uh, buying like in the, in, in the subsequent world cups, when we have six spots, (laughs) I mean, is us Mexico and what I think is Canada ever going to not be in the top six. Right. I don't Um, see. Yeah. I just, I think, I think this was the last one where it was like, even a doubt that the three North American teams would ever not qualify for one again.
2: You're right. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. I mean, certainly it's possible. I guess that you know Jamaica and some others might you know do something wild, but but to lose or to lose to three countries, I, I just don't see
1: it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Costa Costa Rica can can jump into the top three, but like, is there another two te- is it three teams? Is there another three
0: teams that could do it? I don't think so. Yeah. it'll be interesting to see how the rest or how qualifying goes without those three teams in it. That'll also suck. Like, we don't go through qualifying then, so we don't have, like, meaningful games. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. find them another way. Yeah. I yeah. You know they put Cuthar in every single tournament around the world, whether it's the Gold Cup or Copa or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It, I mean, my, my like, lifelong dream is that the Copa America Centenario, like, the, the, the big expanded Copa America that's, like between both north and south america it becomes an every cycle thing um i want that so badly and maybe this is the opportunity
0: for them to kind of like kickstart that yeah that'd be fun you can make it out of 24 teams yeah yeah, i think so it would be so
1: it would be an amazing tournament i mean just think about like the 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 negotiating the negotiating power alone like you've got if you look at it from the business perspective, you've got the U.S., Canadian and Mexican markets combined with the Brazilian Argentine Argentine markets like the Chilean market. It, it, I mean, it, it makes so much sense um, from a business perspective. I don't know why the organizers haven't figured out a way to do it.
2: Yeah, or even if you did a mini one, right? Like the, the final four or something meet together. You know, if you if travel or whatever, yeah. you know, it's like if you, if you like cut off the ends of tournaments or or even you know combine nation leagues in the in the elite eight or something like that. You know, make it a make yeah. it a early split and then you know at the end they wrap up wrap across each other.
1: Totally. Like if you're Brazil and Argentina, why have you not figured out a way to play regular, meaningful tournaments in the U.S. and Canada? Like that make in Mexico, that makes no sense.
0: Right. You would assume they would want it too, especially now yeah. that you probably see this region as having three solid teams instead of just United States and Mexico. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And plus, Costa Rica is like a wild card team that's World right. Cup worthy.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess it only would be. I mean, it's only 10 teams in South America. And so another six from here puts you at 16. And that's, you know, almost who's in fifth and sixth after Costa Rica? That's Panama and Jamaica, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Jamaica would be like, do they even, does Panama or Jamaica beat anyone? Do they beat Venezuela? I think they're in 10th right now.
1: Panama would beat Venezuela. Um, The other one is Honduras on a normal year. Like, Honduras sucks this year.
0: But Honduras is usually, like, the fourth or fifth best team in the region.
1: Mm.
0: All right. Let's get back to uh, the game against Costa Rica. So, what do we – let's talk about, like, a projected lineup. Do we think that Burhalter is going to – we don't think that he's going to sit back and and not try and win it. So we think that he's going to kind of put something out. Do we think that he's going to change the whole lineup up and put 11 different new guys out there? Vince?
1: I don't think so. Um, You know, like, like I alluded to earlier, I think he sees an opportunity here. I actually really liked Marcus's idea of like, maybe you go for it. um, And the second that Costa Rica score a second goal, you're just like, okay, let's, let's just play defensively. You get some subs in, you just play, you kind of bunker down. Um, That, that kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Like I, if they score one goal, you're still feasibly thinking like, Oh, I can score two in Costa Rica. Um, But if they score two, that's when you're like, okay, let's just, let's, let's, let's bunker down. Let's get some subs in. Let's just make sure that we have no gaps. Um, I, I think that's the way that you should do it.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, it'll probably be, we'll probably see, uh, Zimmerman Robinson. I think, you know, that, that tandem is, is potentially the starting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pair. And so getting a little bit more time together, you know, obviously we only have, uh, one right back. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we'll see Bellow, I could see that. I could see him um, giving Bello a shot in this game, just trying to rest uh, Jedi. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, I could see Busio and Luca in front of maybe Acosta. And, and like you said, I like that idea of bringing Adams in late, you know, potentially if, if you're losing or, you know, just the opportunity to be on the pitch, you know, there at the end. I would guess PFOC maybe. I mean, if we're going for a goal, but, you know, I, I could see any of the three, I guess, um, you know, potentially starting. Maybe, maybe gives Pepe another chance, tries to get him. Uh, just to to put one away, I I would guess Ariola starts again, um, and then I don't know who would be with him if if he's going to give Reyna the start or, you know, maybe go back to Wea.
1: It sounded like Reyna wouldn't start in the press conference today, so okay. it's Wea or Polisic, um, and maybe they both play. Who knows if he's really going for it? Right. To, the striker situation is going to be interesting. It's There's, Ferreira if it's, like, the hot hand and he just wants to reward Ferreira for performance. It's Pepe if he wants to get his confidence back going back to Oxford. And it's PFOC if, like, he wants to kick the tires and see if he's
0: actually going to make this team. Right. And it's and it's also PFOC if he's continuing his rotation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point because and, the and other I, two have already started. And I think, like, before any of the games started – I think he had the plan to give each of the three a start each and a sub each, maybe. Um, yeah. But you know, things change after a game or two, so I don't know if that's still his plan and he's still going to stick to it. But I, I think that would almost be the likely choice of those three, based on the on on that and and what you were just saying, Vince. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, but do we? So here's the thing against Anthony. I'm going backwards. Um, he's already got 180 minutes. Uh, do we see him again? Like I, I I would assume Fulham at this point would be like, Hey, you know, he's an important piece for us as well. So he just got you 180 minutes. Let's park the bus for him a little bit and and let other people try it out. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they got pissed off if they started him again. Yeah,
1: and obviously Brian McBride has a very good relationship with Fulham. So I'm sure that that like, message has gotten across. Right. Um, so so it, from my perspective, I think there's no shot in hell Jedi starts this game. I think it's going to be Bella. Um, the opposite side is also going to be interesting. Do you go back to Yedlin after the suspension or Cannon is in Costa Rica now free from COVID? Um, maybe he gets some time. So that, it, that one's going to be interesting to watch too. I agree. I think the center back tandem stays the same just to give them more opportunity to play together. Um, and then it's just going to be interesting to see what he does in, in midfield. Lucio
0: hasn't gotten a ton of time. I'd like to see him get more. Well, on there, let me let me push back a little more. So do we? Do you think that Robinson and Zimmerman start again? That'd be a third game for him in a row. Yeah. Um, one of them has played all 180 minutes. One of them got subbed out yesterday, uh, Sunday night. I forget who. He he's Zimmerman has played 180, right? Yeah, and so but Robinson's what 170 ish. Right. So yeah. does he go a third game for those two? I think so because from my perspective, center backs you don't really have
1: to rotate very often. Right. It's like strikers. Right. Um, so I'm not really worried about that. I'm just kind of riding the hot tandem.
2: Yeah, and I I mean, I know Panama had a lot of possession and there was some, you know, frenzy at the end. But, I mean, they weren't getting run, you know. It wasn't like uh, a game that, that they were gassed toward the right. end of the game. Right. He's never started EPB. I don't think he'll start now. And, you know, he hasn't shown a ton of confidence in Sands. I know he played him in the, was that Gold Cup when, when Sands yeah. was involved? You know, but but he hasn't shown a ton of confidence in him. So I can see him, you know, maybe maybe long sneaking in. Yeah. Um, But I don't know about that. I think think Long's going to start. I think the
0: the two – yeah, I don't think it's going to be EPB just based on the fact that that he hasn't been here. Same with Sands. I think Long is one of his guys, and he's kind of shown that in the past two, three months with incorporating him really early. Um, And he's done fine. Yeah. But two sub appearances – yeah, he got it in, in the first game. Two sub appearances, and yeah, I, I think he gets the start. I don't know who he gets the start with, um, one of Robinson and
2: Zimmerman, but I think it's long in one of those two. If he rests Adam and Pulisic, I would see Zimmerman and him probably having the armband. True. Yeah, that's a good point. True. Right, right, right. The um, interesting yeah. thing
1: is like, where do you guys see the center back pool right now? I think that Burhalter sees it as Zimmerman. Miles, um, Richards and long as like the four, Mm -hmm. is that how you guys see it or who do you see as the four?
0: Um, no, I don't see it that way. I would, I would, I still put Brooks in. Yeah. Uh, I I still put Brooks in instead of long based on this sole reason of, I haven't seen enough of long yet back since his injury. And, like, I don't know if he's there yet. And also, he can't distribute the ball like John Brooks. And that's why I think we really need John Brooks.
2: Yeah, I have the same four. I actually would put Chris Richards probably with Zimmerman. I think Miles has has shown uh, some gaps of late. Um, I think Richards has a lot more calm on the ball. Uh, A lot more confidence back there for me. Um, I'd like, I really want to see EPB. I'm, 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 I'll be disappointed if we don't get a chance to see him. I think he's scratching uh, right at that group at, at five or six, you know, pushing for four. I think he's right behind those guys and having a great year in form. You know, he's somebody I really want to see be considered maybe this summer if if there's opportunity.
1: I agree. I I think Miles is not having the best start to his year. Um, so, so there is some, there is some regression there. I don't know if it's just poor form and he'll snap out of it in the coming weeks. I sure hope so. Cause I, I am high on him when he's playing well. Um, Zimmerman is, is fantastic. Like he's great in the air he, he needs to work on his ball distribution, but he's not terrible in that area either. So like, it's not like it's a liability. With Long, it's a liability. Um, and that's why I don't have him in my four. Like for me, it's Zimmerman, it's Miles, it's Brooks and it's Richards. And I'm not even really thinking about anything else. There's a couple guys that could push into it. Like you said, EPB, I like Mark McKenzie, but yeah. he's just, he's had some, he has problems recently yeah like he just yeah. hasn't he hasn't he's kind of plateaued a little bit um so i i'm monitoring those two for the future but like if you're asking me who's on the trip on the plane to qatar right now it's the
2: four i just mentioned i think long strength was being paired with brooks because of brooks lack of athleticism long could could make that up i think we have that in chris richards and robinson um that we yeah. don't we don't have that need of his skill set uh, that used to be kind of a unique uh, when paired with Brooks. He he was excellent at kind of, you know, taking care of coverage if if, if Brooks got burned or whatever it may be. I don't think he's going to have that pace coming off of an injury, and I think we have guys that are that are faster and more talented behind him now. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point.
0: Um, what else? Anything else about the Costa Rica game coming up, guys?
2: I think – I think we can win this game. I really do. Yeah. Um, it's maybe just, you know, the fog of a 5-1 one, one victory. <laughs> but I just I have this feeling that we're going to win this game and, and, and you know, and end well, finish strong. Um, I think the guys are going to be pumped. You know, there's no pressure to in a sense, you know, unless we go down like three yeah. goals in the first half. Like, you know, they, I think they'll be loose, uh, fast and loose. I don't think they're going to not take it seriously. I think, you know, Pulisic and, and guys like that that felt that pain. Of, of, of missing a World Cup are, are going to come hungry. Adams is not going to let anybody slack off. Um, you know, Greg's strength is defense. You know, like, that that is what this team has has done well. Uh, Costa Rica, to Vince's point, is not a strong attacking team. I don't think they're going to bring uh, anything really dangerous. You know, I could see us, you know, leaking something early and, and freaking out. Um, but I, I think we could win this game, and I, I feel confident about it.
0: Yeah, I, I think we could um... – surprise them a lot if we we get out to an early one nothing lead because I do think you were right about the no pressure kind of situation um you know qualifying is is virtually locked pretty much locked and and I don't think that the six nothing or six goal differential is possible even um and so yeah I think we come out very comfortable very relaxed and play well um and I wouldn't be surprised by an early goal um But a quick goal could change the whole thing. You know, it could make both teams, definitely Costa Rica, just park the bus and it just be a very slow game after that with a bunch of with just keep away. So I I hope it doesn't just I hope it's not a really boring game. I hope it's still an exciting game, even though it doesn't mean that much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Part of me wonders if there's a handshake agreement beforehand.
0: Sure. Nobody um, wants to get hurt, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, hey, let's just the keep yellow everyone situation. healthy. The yellow card situation you mentioned earlier, nobody wants to get more yellows or... or... Yep. So, yeah. Or a red. A red. A, if somebody does get a
1: red, it carries over to the World Cup um, like group stage. So that that's something to keep in mind, too, is like, you certainly don't want anybody to get a red here. Um, right. Yellow so card does not you, matter.
2: So you're saying you want Cannon over Yetlin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, uh, Vince, what's your final score prediction versus Costa Rica? 2-0 U.S. Mm. I'm, feeling con- I'm feeling confident today. Yeah. Marcus?
2: I'm saying 1-0 U.S.
0: Yeah. Uh, both really good answers. I'll pick something different. Um, well, no, I don't think both teams are going to score even. I don't know. I think it's just going to be a 0-0 zero, zero draw. I'll go with that. Because um, I was going to say 2-1, to but I just don't see a scenario where both teams score. Because I think once somebody scores, I think it's going to be a really slow game. Um, Gentlemen's agreement, 0-0 zero, zero draw, and we both qualify. They kind of qualify. Yeah,
1: and champagne gets popped around 11 <laughs> p.m. Eastern.
0: <laughs> right on. All right um that's all i got marcus vince anything
2: else guys dude it's episode 100 you it started is. this thing on the oh my uh, god cusp of not qualifying for the world cup and on the eve of us qualifying for the next one episode 100 man congratulations thanks
0: man congrats man we didn't even do anything special no, <laughs> no it, this was special enough no this was great man all good Thank was, you. Gonna, we're gonna, gonna go for by, like you we're gonna qualify for the World Cup. Yeah,
1: you were were just you were just going to let that go by without any. mention.
0: (laughs) This is true. Marcus mentioned it earlier, but yes, I appreciate it, man. And thank you, guys. And yeah, uh, we'll just qualify for the World Cup on the 100th episode. Just like that. Love it. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks again. Keep kicking
2: ass. See you, brother.